my wonderful and beautiful Path 11 podcast listeners. This is your host, April Hanna, and trying a little something new on Fridays for you guys. Um, For those of you who have followed us from the beginning back in 2008, you know that Mike and I both own our own businesses, and the Path 11 Productions is basically a side business for us to do our passion. However, our other jobs happen to pay the bills. So there are times like this month when we are trying to work on a new project for you guys. It's a web series that we have coming out that sometimes we have to postpone interviewing people for our podcast. And that can leave a couple of weeks where we're just not putting anything out. So I had an idea and talked it over with Mike and said, well, you know, I kind of do a lot of different stuff in my Hannah's Healing Wellness Studio, and I could maybe record some podcasts about some books that I've done for book clubs. I can give my opinion on things, whether or not people care about it or even want to know or listen. That's one thing. But thought that it might be fun to share just maybe some stories that I have from sessions that occur in my office or maybe books that I've read that I just feel are really inspirational to myself or to the soul um, and want to just share what I'm doing out in the world that's outside of the Path 11 podcast, but might be worthy of talking about. So that's kind of why we're going to be putting out some new podcasts on Fridays. They're going to be short in duration. I don't really know how long I plan on talking about any topic that I decide to talk about, but it's going to be a little experiential and we'll see if you guys kind of like it. So I wasn't really sure where to begin or what the first podcast should be on this Friday. And I was playing around with some ideas with Mike and saying, well, what should we call it? Maybe Food for Thought. Food for Thought Fridays. I'll probably change the name 10 times before I figure out what it is that I want it to actually be called. But, you know, Mike and I, we always have really great conversations. And I wish that I could just have a record button (laughs) when we get together on Skype, because there's just some good stuff that we end up talking about. And those of you that have followed our podcast and know that Mike was a co-hosting with me in the beginning. He's just, he's the sound audio guy. He was like, April, just please do this for me. But he's so intelligent. We have great conversations and I wish you guys could kind of hear on the back end what we talk about sometimes with things that have happened in our life. But more recently, in the past month or so, Mike and I have both been dealing with a little bit of death. Um, you know, his dog, Hank, who, who was a super, super duper dog, I just loved him. Um, he ended up passing away really unexpectedly. And about a month ago, a good friend of mine uh, from high school, she was actually one of my best friends, uh, ended up passing away after giving birth to her twins with complications from a C-section. And that really just freaking rocked my world. Um, It stopped me in my tracks, even after all of the research that I've done on the afterlife, reincarnation, energy, doing all this work in my private practice. And then I get this news and excuse my language, but all I could say was what the fuck? Like I just didn't understand it, still trying to wrap my head around it a little bit, but it was really something that just kind of stopped me in my tracks. I didn't understand why or how this could really be somebody's path for 38 years. Um, Just some of the backstory of what the family has gone through was a lot of death and tragedy, and then to have such a beautiful soul, I don't know, just come and give birth to two beautiful babies and then she doesn't get to enjoy that afterwards. It just, it wasn't making any sense to me. So when I was on the ride up to Connecticut to attend the wake and stuff, I was looking for comfort because I was really kind of thinking, I don't even know if I know anything after 
everything that we've researched, these documentaries that we've put out, like, is really any of this true and what people are saying? Because sometimes death can just really impact you, rock your life, and make you think, like, I really have no idea what the hell is going on here, and everything that I thought I knew really isn't adding up. So on my ride, I was trying to search for some comfort, and of course, I usually turn to Tom Campbell, who's been one of my teachers, uh, really inspiring for me, really changed the practice of the energy work that I do in my private practice. I've learned so much from him already. And for a while now, I saw that MBT Events had put out a seven-minute video that talked about the subject of not fearing death and illness. And usually Tom's videos are like an hour long, just too long for me to listen to because I usually don't have a lot of time in between stuff that I'm doing. But I saw seven minutes. I'm like, okay, I got to check this out. But I never got around to watching it. And when I was on my write-up, I said, you know what? I better check this out now. So I wanted to share just a little bit with you, actually probably almost the full seven minutes, And then I want to kind of discuss and talk about a little bit of how that impacted me and how it brought me just some comfort in trying to process what I would call to be a tragic death that really wasn't making any sense. And it just seemed to bring a lot of sadness to the world. And I know sometimes with some of the near-death experience videos that I've watched that things happen on a level that may impact so many people, not even two or four or six times out, but 35 times out, that we can't even experience in the physical body or even know the great impact that it has. So I kind of kept that in mind a little bit when trying to process this death. Um, But needless to say, I came upon Tom's uh, seven-minute video here, and I'm going to play it in the background, and I may actually stop and start it. I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but I want you guys to listen to it, and I'm just going to share how I kind of made some sense out of what he was saying and processing it with my friend uh, Morris Death. So here we go. Death is not the big boogie boo, the big monster that you're trying to avoid. The point of being here isn't to feel good and be happy and make money and drink beer. The point of being here is to grow. And sometimes growth, almost all the time, growth comes from hardship. Growth comes from pain. Growth comes from, from being pressed, being challenged. Things are demanded of us. It's usually when we're feeling like we need to change something. You know, now we're getting to growth. When you're you know, fat and happy and everything is just going along perfectly, why would you say, I need to change something? <laughs> you don't want to change anything. You say, oh, I hope nothing changes. You know, this is perfect the way it is. And you're dead in the water at that point. You're not, no longer growing. You're no longer changing. So stress is good in that sense. It pushes us to make decisions. And sometimes illness is part of that stress. And sometimes it's just part of the feedback system. You know, sometimes it's part of the rule set. If you happen to have spent five years working uh, in the asbestos industry, installing asbestos ceilings in schoolhouses, you know, in the 1950s or something, well, the rule set says your probability of lung cancer is going to be high. You see, that's just a rule set problem. So that's not something you necessarily create or not create. Of course, if that probability is high and you never get it, even though maybe the probability goes up to 99%, but it never bothers you, that's probably because you have a good attitude and you're changing the probability. You see, you're modifying that probability to where it's less likely to apply to you. So it's not always something you've done. Oh, I'm paying the price. This is karma. You know, I'm ill because, you know, 
I need to be nice or something. You know, sometimes you're, you are uh, getting a lesson, and that lesson may be of any sort. A growing lesson. It could be that you're getting a lesson in, in uh, humility. It could be you're getting a lesson in, in uh, letting go of ego. Sometimes when people get to a point where they realize that they're very ill and that they're dying, often suddenly their reality grows tremendously. Instead of being focused in that tiny little space of everyday problems and yada, 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 and who's doing what to who, and you know, all the soap opera stuff that's going on just kind of, it's not important anymore falls apart and I get a much better look at reality. Okay, so I just have to stop there because I have to say that was totally true for me before Maura had passed away. I was so super focused on um, moving my business. I was moving locations. I'm you know, trying to figure out how am I going to pay this rent? How many workshops do I have to do? And just so super focused on so many minute details. And then this happened and it totally just like socked me right in the stomach. Um, brought me back to the big picture of things. And the other story that I'd like to tell about this when he says, okay, there's a lesson in this for you. So I ended up, part of my story was I ended up living with my grandmother in 10th grade due to just some issues that my mom was really struggling with and lived in Tannersville, New York from 10th to senior year. And that's where I met my friend Maura. And we were just great friends throughout high school and stuff like that. So there was a part of me thinking, okay, so I am impacted by this person's death. She came into my life. I had 10, 11, 12, three really good years with this person. And she really impacted my life during an argument, actually, if you can believe that. I don't even remember. We had a little bit of a falling out. But she had said to me, because when I was younger, I was just, my nickname was like a pit bull, and April was known to just call it like she sees it, and I'm going to tell you what I think, and I'm going to tell you in the moment, right now, and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. And, you know, I was just, and always have been a straightforward person. I would say I'm a little bit gentler now, but I still have a little spunk to my personality. And we ended up getting into some sort of argument or I was venting about something. And she had said to me, you know, April, you don't have to express every motion, every moment that you are feeling it. And I remember that was like a smack to my face. And I got really pissed off at her. And I really didn't like that feedback whatsoever. But I'll tell you one thing, it stuck with me since 12th grade. And two weeks before Maura had passed away, I was working with a client in my private practice who was working on her anger. And I shared that story with her. I said, you know what? My high school friend once quoted this to me and told me this, and I'm going to share this with you. And in that weird moment, like looking back, I had said to myself, you know what? I should probably send her a message on Facebook and let her know that I never let her know that those words really impacted me. And I held on to them throughout my life when working through some of that anger that I had. And then here you have it two weeks later and she passes. And did I ever send the freaking message? No. So there's a part of that lesson in there for me. It's like, you know, when we really think about people and they have made an impact on our lives, why don't we tell them? Why do we wait or why do we hang on to that memory? And we'll share it with others, but we never directly tell the person themselves. So that was one thing that I came away with when I was listening to Tom speaking about this. What's the lesson in it for me? There's There's been a couple of lessons about it. And I guess the one thing is I'm not really going to take anything for granted. And if somebody really impacts me, I'm either going to tell them right there in that moment I'm definitely going to follow up with a text, an email, a phone call, and let them know that because I think it's important. 
So I'm going to continue to play. We have about three minutes left on what Tom has to say here. Reality, you know, is deeper, full of quality, bigger pictures. Well, that all by itself is a very important opportunity. And you say, yeah, but they're going to die, you know. Well, they've learned something important. So that gets them cumulative, you know, when they do the next chapter. Well, there it is. They've learned something. Well, maybe that, that uh, facing death experience can be a very educational experience. So the idea that, oh, somebody's going to die, we should fix that. You know, we should take it away. Don't be too quick to manipulate the path that other people are on. Okay, so I thought that was pretty important too, because obviously I had in my mind that my rule set is that people should maybe pass away in their 80s, late 80s, 90s, um, come down with a real bad terminal illness, suffer for a couple of months so we can watch you pass away while you're you know, connected with hospice, and then we finally get to that point where it's a relief that you've passed away because we no longer want to see you suffering. And when I heard about Mora's death, I was kind of like, this, this makes no sense. This isn't the way that people should die. And really, who are we to say that people aren't supposed to die that way and what, what the path is? And so this section of his YouTube really, really helped me a little bit. And I guess take my ego out of it. Like, why do I think I'm in charge of the way that other people should die and what's appropriate? And that's the way that the world should respond. So this, this part of the YouTube really helped me. I'm just going to rewind it just a couple of seconds to get back to his original thought. Cause I know I'm breaking it up a little bit here, but this is all experimental on this uh, food for thought Friday. So here we go. Don't be too quick to manipulate the path that other people are on. Even if you think it's for their, benefit. You'll know when you work, if, if what you try to do keeps being rebuffed, then you'll know that it's probably you ought to just leave it alone. Sometimes you'll know that even before you work. You just get the idea, you get the feeling when that, when that case comes to you, you just kind of get the feeling that you know, it's just the way it's supposed to be. So anyway, just practice will do that, but it's generally not good. The better you get, the easier it is to know. In the beginning, when you're just learning, when I say go out and practice healing because you'll get, you'll get data, don't worry too much about are you messing with somebody else's path. Just go do it. You're not that powerful that you're really going to mess with anybody's path anyway. Just, just go do it. So part of what Tom's talking about, too, is in the beginning of the YouTube, which I didn't start, he's also um, teaching part of a workshop, it looks like, about teaching some techniques of healing and um, this kind of went off the tangent of death and sickness. But basically, if you're working on somebody and he's saying you're not seeing improvement, that usually that means that there's something there for them and it's really not supposed to be cleared. So um, that's why it kind of went from death into sickness and then into healing. You know, forget about it, because if somebody else really needs that, you're not going to overwhelm them. You're not going to slam dump them into something that they don't want. Your pushes are more gentle. And if they're accepting of it, then yes, you know, it, can, it can be powerful for them if they're accepting of it. If they're not, it probably won't affect them very much because you actually have to overcome their, their own path. You have to overcome their history, their, their probability, their wants and needs. And that takes, a lot of, that takes a lot of force. Now, you can do that. 
obviously it's sometimes it's a it's a push versus pull situation if you if you have your mindset that something's going to be this way and there's somebody else has their mindset that it's not okay then both of you are trying to move the probability in opposite directions what happens well it's you know like anything else you know the if, whoever's got the biggest push you know moves it the most so yes it's not always you know it's it, it's not always independent. You're not the only actor in the world. There are other people who have intents that are interacting with your intents. So if somebody has an intent that this is their time to go, that they're going, you know, that this is their this is their illness, this is their death, it's their time to go. If they have that's their intent, you can you could, if you were powerful enough, you know, slam that intent and make them stay anyway. But that wouldn't be nice. And if you were powerful enough to do that, you wouldn't do it because that means you would have grown up enough to have gotten that power to know that you shouldn't do that. If you're not all that powerful, then it really doesn't make any difference if you sometimes push on things that shouldn't be pushed on because you're not going to, you're not really going to damage anything. Your energy just will be refused. You'll be trying to do it and nothing will happen. So this is another good break and another story about another friend of mine, Sheila who I also went to high school with and she passed away a couple of years ago from initially colon cancer that spread to a liver and then forget it it was uh it was downhill from there but i was working on her for about 3 years with reiki and i shared a little bit with tom and asked him for his assistance on this case because i was kind of feeling a little bit about what he was saying. You know, there was a part of me with ego feeling like, oh, great, Sheila's coming to me. You know, she's interested in this Reiki healing. And, you know, we're talking about angels and crystals and all of this stuff. And she would come to me weekly to really help ease some of the symptoms of chemotherapy and talk about some of her fears and stuff like that. But I think she really enjoyed the Reiki energy. And there was this part of me that I believe so strongly that, you know, this combined with all of the other therapies that she's doing, this woman is going to heal. Like she's too young. It's very rare for somebody in their 30s who doesn't have a family history to come down with colon cancer. Like the whole diagnosis just made absolutely no sense. And she was stumped by it. I was stumped by it. But I was thinking, okay, well, I'm part, I'm a part of this person's path. And here's Reiki energy. And I know that it could heal. And, um, you know, she she had a life expectancy a lot longer than what they predicted, but obviously she had passed away. And, of course, that made me doubt a little bit of what the heck was going on here. Does Reiki really work? Does this energy healing really work? And I was uh, working with Tom a little bit on this case. And he basically said what he just said in this video is that, you know, sometimes this is a path and we are not supposed to necessarily mess with that. And really my role wasn't to like heal this person and to heal her cancer, but it was really to help subside some of the symptoms and the pain that she was going through with getting chemotherapy and radiation. And I remember that it was kind of a tough pill to swallow because I wanted to believe so much in the power of positive thinking and thought and healing and the Reiki energy that th this was going to be the answer and this was going to be the turnaround. And with some discussion with Tom, it sounded like that this really was a part of the path. And she had the ability, if she wanted to, to maybe take what we would call a blank check, rewrite it. But when I was working on her, I just also felt that this probably isn't going to turn out in life, but more in death. 
And that was a bit of a challenge too. But everything that Tom is kind of talking about, I can also relate to when if you are a healer and you're working on someone that does have a terminal illness or a diagnosis and the outcome pretty much does look like death, you know, how do you as a healer kind of work through that yourself and um, also know what your role is? And sometimes, as Carol had said in our uh, first documentary, The Path Afterlife, that sometimes healing is not always physical. But it's about bringing comfort to people and giving that person what they need in that moment. So again, this seven minute video is just so impactful for me and so many different things that I could think about in my life. And I wanted somehow, some way to share it with you guys through this podcast. Um, If you're curious to listen to the rest of it, you can find it on Tom Campbell's YouTube channel. And the title of it is Don't Fear Death or sickness, in parentheses, spiritual growth. So if you do a Google, you'll find it. So anyways, guys, I don't know. This is my first Food for Thought Friday. Kind of wanted to touch in and or to tap in and kind of tell you guys why there's been a little bit of a break and to let you know that Mike and I have been dealing not only with some of our just own personal life issues and going through, you know, some of the deaths that we've been experiencing, but also trying to work on this web series. So we are going to try to get out as many Monday shows as we can, interviewing those authors. And then sometimes I'm just going to record in my one bedroom apartment here with my kitty cat Leo and you might hear him purr from time to time. If you follow us on Instagram, I posted some pictures of him and if you'd like to follow my Hannah's Healing Wellness Studio, you could do that too. He's all over that Instagram page as well. But I figured, you know, on nights when I just have some downtime and maybe I feel like I need to talk, that I'm going to just start recording these small little podcasts for you guys and maybe you'll find them entertaining. Maybe it'll hit you at the right moment. Maybe you'll get something out of it. Maybe you won't even bother to listen. But anyway, we're going to use them for some fillers when we don't have guests that are coming on on the Monday slot that we have. So anyway, I thank you guys for listening. I hope some of my rambling here about death and how I was trying to process the tragedy of my friend kind of helped. If nothing else, maybe you'll head on over to Tom's YouTube channel and listen to that seven-minute YouTube and get something out of it. Um, I know I did. It just brought me comfort on the drive home and the drive back and just made me trust a little bit to say, okay, you know what? I really don't know a whole lot about anything and who am I to enter fear in somebody's plan or think that it's not okay that somebody dies in this way or another. Um, But it just helped me to make sense of it a little bit and kind of brought me back to say, okay, I'm going to keep going. (laughs) I'm still here. I have to figure out how to keep going, even though this stuff doesn't quite make sense. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed it. I thank you so much for listening. Uh, I love the feedback too that I get through emails and um, seeing your comments. So feel free to go ahead and post away. Let me know what you think about the Food for Thought Fridays. If there's a topic that you'd like to hear about or you want me to maybe talk about, just send me an email. April at path11productions.com and head on over to our website, path11productions.com. We do have three uh, documentaries out there, The Path Afterlife, The Path Beyond the Physical, and The Path Evolution, DVDs for sale. You get them cheapest at our website, um, but you can also find them on Gaia.com if you would like to purchase their subscription there. I think it's like $7.99 or $9.99, kind of like the spiritual Netflix is what I call it. But you can, um, I think, do like a week trial or you can do a monthly membership. And if you want to watch our films for free, 
get on there, sign up, and download them, watch them. And if you want, you can cancel your membership too. There's there's no pressure to have to sign on to Gaia.com. But that's another way that you can watch our films if you don't feel like buying the DVDs. And I'll tell you, this is probably the last set of DVDs that we're going to buy because everything is going to digital download. So that's the way that our new web series is going to be coming out. It's all going to be digital download, guys. No DVDs. We're tired of purchasing them, shipping them out ourselves. We're trying to get rid of our inventory. We're going to have some sales coming up for you guys um, in the next few months to unload what we have here and make some room in Mike's office. So anyway, love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoy this new Friday podcast. Signing off. Take care.